Hey, welcome to the third hour of South Coast tonight. It has been a great, um, it has been a great uh, couple of hours, and we're looking forward to more here um, at uh, WBSM every night, Monday through Friday. Right? I'm really excited about that. So um, we were talking a lot about the state legislature races. Uh, we talked a little bit about statewide stuff with Mayor Mitchell. Right. Uh, among other things. And I can't wait till the podcast comes out. I'll be really excited when the podcast comes out, uh, which they're working on uh, over at uh, over at IT. And uh, that'll be really good. So you can listen to the important stuff again. It's all important. But uh, if there's something particular you want to hear, you can. But there was another, we were talking about all the county races and the local races. There's another race that some people might be interested in, right? And uh, that is the sheriff sheriff's race. The right. sheriff's race, uh, Bristol County sheriff's race, is I would say one of the most interesting races in Massachusetts right now. Um, it's a countywide races. I think it's the most interesting one. Yeah, I, really I mean, I, I mean, I think it's even more interesting than the governor's race because although yeah. the governor has significant impacts, I don't think it's questionable as to who's going to be governor. No, I think more. I, I yeah, it's it's hard to. You know, the thing is with more Healy. Is that every single, and this is what I think hurts Sonia Chang Diaz in the primary, um, aside from, I don't think really running a great campaign, honestly. She's running a terrible campaign. Yeah, but, but I think every single voter in the Commonwealth had an opportunity to vote for Maura Healy. Every single voter in the Commonwealth has seen her name in the ballot. She's got this really big name recognition, and there's just nobody that can really match that, I don't think. Well, look, I mean, the reality of it is that <clears throat> Jeff Deal is not a good candidate. He's not a good candidate. He can't even raise money. That's, that's, that's what I mean. He's not. He, he doesn't have enough. Money. So look, the thing that angers me about Jeff Deal is that he pushed Charlie Baker out of the race. Yeah. I like Charlie Baker. I don't agree with him on everything. I personally like him. Everybody does. He's got like a 78% approval rating, right? He should have stuck around and fought it out. Yeah. But he didn't want to. And I understand He that. never had a competitive primary. He never did. He had a couple... Now, that weird guy who said, you know, uh, that oh, gay that, people were Nazis, yeah, right? That yeah. guy. The, the the reverend, whatever Yeah, it was. yeah. Right. Don't, even, don't even say his name, right? I, 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 <laughs> I, don't, I, I can't remember him. I, I didn't say his name. Then he had some other guy. He never had an actual primary. Right. So it's like, why duke it out, you know? So you have Deal. He's running. And I thought he did a pr real good job in the primary when he ran for U.S. Senate. He had a big primary, beat two other candidates. Um, who were both good candidates, but he beat and he beat him. Right. But when it came this time, and I don't know why he ran, so he for, um, so he's running right now, and you have um um help me out. We just Chris heard Doty. Name, Chris Doty. So Chris Doty is running, and he's you know it's his first time running for office, and he's got but he's got personal money, and he's got a good business record. But he's not gonna be, be he's not gonna beat um Maura Healy. Maura Healy's yeah. not gonna beat her. No, I don't think so. So you have um the only candidate who could I, I mean I don't think he can beat him, but you have um Sheriff Hodgson running. Yeah. And Sheriff Hodge is a good friend of mine, but he's running for re-election as the uh the Bristol County Sheriff. Yeah. You have the um, Democrats all running. Yeah, you have three Democrats. You have Nick Bernier, who's uh, an attorney and 
uh, ran for governor's council. Um, and, and he worked for the... He worked for, I think he actually helped, uh, he, he worked for uh, Joe Ferreira and maybe worked for campaigns, I think maybe of Senator Rodericks, Chairman Rodericks and, and others. He's a, he's, he's got, he's, I know he's got a significant amount of campaign experience and he worked for Sam Sutter as an assistant district attorney. Uh, George McDeal. And he was a witness in the, uh, he was, he's a former federal witness against, um, Jason uh, Correa, who's now in federal prison. Yeah. Um, but I don't know that he would be a good sheriff. Um, well, you've got him. You've got Chief Mc, uh, former chief of Somerset Police Chief George McNeil. Right. And then you've got Attleboro Mayor Paul Haru. Uh, out of those three, I think they're all good people. I like them on a personal level. Out of those three, I think Paul Haru's uh, stood out in that he's raised the most money so far. Right. He's... The only one who's won an election and won multiple elections on both the municipal and the regional level because he was a state rep before he was mayor of Attleboro. And he's got corrections experience. George McNeil, I think, presents a pretty um, attractive profile for someone that's running for sheriff, too. Even though the sheriff, you know, we talked about this. I talked about this with Sheriff Hodgson, actually. Even though the, the, the sheriff's job isn't necessarily law enforcement, I think people see it that way. And they look to like a, someone like a Chief McNeil as as maybe like the law enforcement uh, type. Um, but in terms of that race, and we're gonna you know we're gonna hear uh, we're, we're looking to hear them here on WBSM again. I had them all on my show. You can check out those columns. But we're gonna hear more as the campaign goes on. Um, looking at that race, whoever emerges from there, no matter who comes out of that race, the difficulty is. Even if Taru, who's got, last I checked, 40, might be more, let's say it's 50 even, right? It's going to still be a significant deficit. He's going to get his ass kicked by Hodgson. I mean, I, I don't see, all right, so first Listen, of all. Listen, I, I don't think it's that, I don't think it's that conclusive. And and the reason I don't think it's that conclusive is um, Sheriff Hodgson has a lot of money. $300,000 is a is, is all the money in the world. In and a, in a lot a, of name recognition. And a lot of name recognition. Uh, and if people aren't familiar... 53% of Bristol County knows who Sheriff Hodgson is. Right. That's opposed to 17% uh, average uh, across the Commonwealth know who their sheriff is in each in each, in each each district, right? right? So he's the most recognized sheriff by far. A lot of that is because he's a firebrand, right? And because I think there's, you know, there's absolutely a significant amount of Democrats that don't want him in office. And this is still a largely a Democratic region. Well, but the thing is, he would not be sheriff if he couldn't get Democrat votes. That's true. Right? He beat John Quinn. John Quinn, Tom Quinn's brother, who I think is a good district attorney. John Quinn ran a very strong campaign a number of years ago. Yeah, right? he did. But people at the end of the day decided they wanted Tom Hodgson as a sheriff, right? So Fairly close campaign. And there was, a, I think, a third party. The way I see it, though, with the third party stuff is, you know, if you can't get those votes, it's, it's your fault. But... So you have this race now where you have Haru running against um, Sheriff Tom Hodgson. But Tom Hodgson has a lot of support. He's got a lot of financial um, support. He's got a lot of electoral support. And I really do not see what one of the what Haru or any of the other guys are going to tell people that they're going to do. I'll tell you what. We had a funny call the other day on... Um, one of the other daytime shows here in WBSM. And the guy said that 
he met Haru and asked Haru what he was going to do about illegal aliens. And Haru said, nothing. I'm going to have to do anything. I do, the sheriff doesn't do anything for illegal aliens. Correct. I don't think that's what people want as an answer. Yeah, it's the, just the correct thing, right? Especially since Sheriff Hodgson lost his ICE contract. Yeah. So that's a that's the correct thing to to say. That's that's a factually accurate statement. But it's not going to get him votes. I mean, like I said, it's just it's just a matter of um, you know. Are, I think are you able to tie someone? Uh, are you able to tie uh, maybe former President Trump to Sheriff Hodgson significantly enough? Are you able to mobilize enough Democratic votes? Uh, to um, to you know to get enough support to get him on the ballot. I mean, I mean, there are a lot of independents of vote. There's a decent amount of Republicans around here in certain in certain pockets of Bristol County. You look at Norton, Easton, Dighton, etc., um, Foxborough. Right. But it's an unenrolled. But in other words, I, I agree with you. But it's an unenrolled race. This, right. is, a, this is an election of unenrolled voters. Yeah, running for office here in Bristol County. And I do not see where you even, where, where the Democrats that are running so far even have raised anywhere near enough money to build enough name ID to then supplant the amount of name ID that Tom Hodgson has, right? I mean, I don't see where Haru or any of the other people who are going to get enough name ID, enough traction with the voters to beat Tom Hodgson. Tom is a really well-liked, well-known candidate. I just don't see it. I don't see it. Do you? I just, I, I'm not as conclusive. I, I mean, beating a longtime incumbent, especially one with a significant amount of fundraising is a tall order, right? It's all, it's, it's definitely difficult to do. Um, I just don't, the fact I don't agree that there's the notion that there's no pathways to victory. Like I said, I think there's a significant amount of like that. Well, you know, there's famous and there's infamous, right. Um, in terms of his name recognition. Uh, and I think he even acknowledged that when I had him on my show, cause he talked about, you know, some of the things he's doing that his supporters would say is positive. And then he had said, you know, and maybe even, you know, when he's talking about his name recognition, he said, and maybe even some people uh, that know me don't agree with what I'm saying. So I'm not saying that there isn't, I think there's a, I think there's a path to victory. You do? I think there is a path to victory. I, I don't think see how a nobody beats a somebody. I don't think, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't classify, you know, people like former police chiefs or, or, or mayor of a, uh, you know, one of the larger uh, municipalities in the, in the, in the district and former state reps to be nobodies, you know? I mean, you the look at a guy do. like, you got look, look, look at, look at a guy like Mayor Haru. He's, I mean, what was John, Tom Hodgson's last formidable challenge was against John Quinn, a state rep, right? Someone who's gotten regional, has regional name recognition. Now we're down here in New Bedford, right? So we don't really hear, hear a lot about Mayor Haru. We hear more about Mayor Coogan or Mayor Mitchell, right? But he's still, he's still got, uh, I think, name recognition regionally uh, in his in his pocket of, of Bristol County at the very least, you know, maybe even in in, uh, in Taunton in the Taunton, Attleboro uh, that type of area in the north northern uh, corners of the county so I mean, that's what I, I think maybe us being here in New Bedford might um, might be I don't want to say inoculating us but might be 
uh, keeping us, incubating, isolating us from that fact. I think that there might be from the he fact might have, that that a guy without any name recognition down here is running. I think he's getting getting. That's the thing. He's got to build some name recognition down here, but he's got name recognition up there. And in, I'm sure John Alvaro? John Quinn, when he ran, he didn't have name recognition up there. He had it down here. But he raised the money and he built it. Yeah, I mean, right. but what I'm saying is that is that <clears throat> the um, the Harus of the world. How is that? All right. So compared to Tom Hodgson. Who's got massive name recognition, like nobody you've ever known before. Like nobody I've ever known before. In that race? Oh, in that race, yeah. Well, that's all the only thing that matters yeah, yeah, is that right. race. In other words, in other words, yeah. I mean, obviously there are other candidates with other names. There's other people I know that are more right, yeah, more known. Right. Yeah. But in terms of the sheriff's race, which is all that matters yeah. when you're the sheriff, there's nobody who comes close to him. Uh, in the Commonwealth, for sure, and yeah, uh, here. But again, I think there's there's famous and there's infamous. So how much of that is good? Um, I think it's big. And of course, there are a significant amount of people that do walk into the voters the voter booth and just vote for the guy that they see as uh, they vote for the guy that they recognize. That happens all the time. That's always what happens. That's that's definitely what can happen. Um, but you know, maybe we have a more what. Uh, civically engaged uh, No, we people. don't. No, that's, that's <laughs> ridiculous. I'm sorry. I love you, but come on. That's, that is terrible. You, they don't care. Where's your faith? In, the, <laughs> in what? In the My faith is with Tom Hodgson. I mean, you're not going to... I mean, <laughs> look. <laughs> it's nice for people to run, right? It's nice <laughs> for people to run. People I get it. It's nice. But... It's nice to have a hobby, right? But you're not going. Those I mean, people aren't going I, anywhere. You know, I think I think that they they're running because they see, they think that they're you know corrections in this county are um, in need of uh, a different need to go in a different direction. I don't think they're you know it's not like I don't think anybody's doing it for, as a as a manner of matter of hobbyism. I mean, I've talked to Paul Haru. He's a former corrections administrator, and he feels really strongly about. Um, you know, his positions, and he's had a lot of experience there. That's so I nice. Call it but the voters don't. <clears throat> but he, you know, actually, when I was when I was campaigning on my show... I mean, Nick Bernia is famous for being a federal witness against his former business partner, yeah. Jaisal Correa. Right. Is that really the guy you're going to elect the top law enforcement guy in Bristol County? No, Probably I not. like Nick Bernie. I like him wrong. too. I like him a lot. Don't get me wrong. I like he's a him. really nice guy. But he's was a witness in a federal crime, a major federal crime with Jaisal Correa. But what I will say is, is that um, he's not going to beat Tom. But I will, what I will say is that Mayor Haru, I did get a call during one of my last uh, Saturday shows where someone actually was uh, was canvassed by Mayor Haru. Uh, actually, so he is out there in the district. <laughs> Sorry, you're, you're gesturing me. And <laughs> no, just... but, but I mean, yeah, he's out there. Yeah, he's out there. All right. The, the, um, no, I'm just I'm sorry. I was getting a. No, go ahead. But I was getting gestured. <laughs> the point of the matter is, is that Tom Hodgson is is not only a very nice guy, he's a very serious guy, and I do not see where anybody who's currently in the, in the election is going to even put a glove on Tom Hodgson. Boxing glove, that is. Boxing glove. <laughs> right? I mean, I don't see it. 
Well, um, we're going to take a break and we'll be back. 508-996-0500. Stay tuned. Hey, welcome back to South Coast Tonight. Um, I'm Marcus. And I'm Chris. So, Marcus, we, um, we don't have much of a midterm election here in Massachusetts, but we have... Yeah, not really. The Republicans aren't doing anything. But they're a big thing around the country, right? Yeah. The Republicans aren't participating in Massachusetts. It's too bad. There is a guy, Jesse Brown, who's running against uh, Congressman Keating. Yeah. That's what we in the business call and also ran. It's it's worse. It's that, worse, than right? That, yeah. Because the guy put about a hundred, excuse me, about a hundred grand of his own money into the race. I don't know what he did with the money, but I, I guess I can look. But it's good. It's not around. He's not doing anything, right? The guy's Jesse Brown. He's a Marine. He, he's got. He's a combat veteran. He's a business guy. For, for the love of God, brother. I mean, if you're gonna run. Yeah. Then run, right? I mean, look at this. This thing. Tom Hodgson is a great candidate. He's a great Republican candidate, right? Charlie Baker, another good Republican candidate. These guys know how to run elections, participate in elections, things like that, right? <laughs> but as far as the congressional candidates, nothing, right? Yeah, and and you know. Um and I think they just don't even try because it's it's. And like, I like believe me, it's like I like Congressman Keating. He's a good guy. I like him. He's a good guy in the air. We're gonna have him on as a candidate. We'll have him on rather as, as a congressman on the yeah. air with us. But it, it, but it's the, just that um, it's just that they, I don't think they even try because they it's not really winnable. I remember in uh, in playbook uh the political playbook and what we'll have the author of that Lisa Kashinsky on. I've talked to her. We'll have her on uh, at some point in the near future. But um, there was I remember an article that. Keating had the most competitive, potentially most competitive right, district. On paper, right? On paper, the 9th Congressional District we were a part of. But, like, it's, like, in theory. Like, that could be the most competitive, kind of. You know, like, he might only get 55% of the vote. Right. I remember when Sean Belock got 55% of the vote against Barney Frank, and that was, I mean, uh, 45% of the vote against Barney Frank, and that was some big thing. Right. Well, and well that was a big, th- and that was, another, that was a big deal. Uh, another right? veteran, right? Uh, Sean Belock, I think, went to Harvard. Yeah, I'm not sure if he's a veteran. Was he? I'm not. I don't recall. But, but the, the the point is that yeah. you're right about that. That guy ran a real campaign. Pilot yeah. ran a real campaign. He did. He raised money in the district. Yeah. He tried. You know, he got out. He got his ass kicked in the end. Yeah. But he tried. Right. I guess what I'm saying is that as much as Congressman Keating has been a friend of mine, and I like him, and I respect him, and I'll be voting for him, I'd like to see a Republican try and run against the guy. Right. Really try and run against the guy. It's very hard, in my opinion. It's why, it's why, actually, and I'll be writing about this later on. It's why I am very much considering running, of not running, but enrolling as an unenrolled voter. You're renouncing your, your uh, voter registration? Well, just not, not the registration, but the fact that, look, as a, as a, as a conservative, conservative voter, I'd like an opportunity to participate. Right in the election, why be a Republican? <laughs> yeah. Really, right? Yeah. Why not just be an unenrolled voter who then votes this, Republicans sometimes and Democrats sometimes? Especially when I think the state leadership's been, frankly, terrible. 
right? I'm, I'm, of, the, of the Republican Party. Yeah, the state no, leadership's been, been miserable. I agree. Um, John Keller called the slate, and I don't think this is true of everybody, but it's true of some people, called the slate of Republican candidates that were endorsed in the convention a Star Wars bar scene, uh, which I thought was pretty funny, uh, and I think true of some people for sure, not well, all of I them. Well, I mean, I think, I think, it's, a, I think it's, it's, you know, that's an old line, but an, but, a, but an appropriate line. Yeah. Look, I think um, the woman who's running... Um, Secretary of State Rayla Campbell. Rayla Campbell. Yeah. Look, you can read my writings. I've written about her yeah. numerous times. I find her to be an embarrassment to the Republican Party. I don't think she's embraced. I don't understand why the Republican Party is embracing her. Uh, you know, Jim Lyons is going out of his way to help her. I don't see why. I mean, look, she's a nasty person. She's un. She's untethered. She got in a fist fight for God's sakes here in New Bedford. <laughs> yeah, and then said she got attacked by Antifa. Um, it's almost like a lot of those Antifa testimonials are completely made up. But uh, yeah, no, I, she's. Uh, she, I, I agree, she's an embarrassment, and I mean, she'll probably be on the Supreme Court someday. She doesn't deserve to be. No, she doesn't. <laughs> I mean, I'm just I mean, kidding. Well, look, but not when really. you look at the candidates, as you as you talk about being on the Supreme Court, those are highly educated, seriously accomplished people on the Supreme Court. You might not agree with their opinions. Mm -hmm. They went to they went to great law schools. They went to great undergraduate. They have great professional careers. You might not agree with them politically, but they're nowhere near Rayla Campbell. I know Rayla Campbell's a disaster. Right, I was I, yeah, right? I was being facetious, so, but no, no, no. But but my point is, she thinks she is. Oh yeah, right. Yeah. That's my point. My yeah. point is that Jim Lyons should not be elevating her. Tom Hodgson, whether you agree with him or not, is a very accomplished guy, serious guy. He's a Republican cat. Charlie Baker, you may not agree with him on all the issues, but he's a serious guy, educated guy. Both the public and private right, sector. Right, right. Yeah. So then you have this Rayla Campbell. She's garbage, I think. I'm sorry, yeah, I hate to say it's that. A, it's a, and I don't normally talk about people like that, anybody. Yeah. But I think it's, she's terrible. Yeah, that's a it's it's a joke, frankly. 508-996-0500. Good evening. Thanks for holding. Yeah, good evening, uh, Marcus and Chris. Hey, good evening. You How's know? it going? You know, uh, Tom Hodgson, his campaign slogan is, there's him for uh, immigration enforcement and everybody else. Correct. Yeah. You know, because... Uh, Which, again, isn't a responsibility of, of the sheriff. It's not. I don't see Tom... Uh, well, the, the sheriff's job is to enforce the law on the books, right? Not really. Well, of course it is, because if, if you have lawmakers uh, making the laws, uh, he, he takes an oath to uh, uphold the law, enforce the law. Caller, I'll give, you, I'll give you an example here. The other night when we had that shooting in New Bedford, well, attempted shooting, when the guy f tried to shoot at the police and then ultimately killed himself, who was on the scene? The Sheriff's Department showed it to back up the New Bedford Police Department. I mean, that's the kind of real stuff the Sheriff's Department is involved in. They are involved in day-to-day -day law enforcement. That's part of the Sheriff's portfolio. And so I like the fact that Tom Hodgson is a former police officer. He's a sheriff now, but he was a real police officer down in uh, Maryland. He was a detective. He's been involved in a lot of things over the years. So Tom Archon's Sheriff's Department does have real responsibility on the streets of New Bedford and Fall River and places like that. So yeah. I do think that's important. Go ahead. Yeah, it is. Because outside of, uh, you know, uh, inflation and, and uh, high fuel prices, uh, one of the number one concerns of Americans is immigration. Correct. And, yeah, because uh, Tom Hodgson is, and, and uh, he's for uh, uh, enforcement of immigration laws. Yeah, I mean, again, uh, it's, again, it's not really 
I just don't think it's it's not a responsibility of his, especially since it's explicitly been taken away by the federal government, right? The the uh, well, it's Biden everybody. It's state. It's it's a, a, a collaboration of federal, state, not, and local I mean, working together. I mean, not to really. It's the, the laws. It's the federal government's job. I don't think well, it's anybody else's it, responsibility well, but theirs. But right? I mean, Tom Hodge and, and they're the only ones that can really enforce those laws because the 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 the, the, the naturalization is a federal process. Well, yes, but the fact that we have a president who's not in Enforcing the federal laws, I just don't think that's true either. I think he's kept, <laughs> a, he's kept a lot of Trump's. Yeah, he's kept a lot of Trump's uh, immigration um, you don't policies really think in the, place. Think the, fe- the, the southern border is is. I think it's the same thing that it was before. Everybody was saying the same stuff about this under Trump, but it was different. Like it was like, oh, the caravans coming. They were still bottlenecking at the border, and that was largely by his design, by his policies, the stay in Mexico policy. All that stuff was still happening, right? We still had people coming over the border, and we still had record deportations like we have now. And it was weird when when the um you know when the kids in cages things came up. It, you know we went from under, under we went well that's the thing right we went from eight years of Obama saying every. Everybody's coming over the border. Everybody's doing. Everybody's got a job and a phone and a no, health care. Right? Obama did to, a pretty good job at the border. To to well, he had more deportations than any president in U.S. Right. history. Right. And I don't know if that's a pretty good job or not. I think I think reasonable minds can disagree on that. But the the rhetoric I remember shifted from well, Obama did that too. So the the people's position on the border depends on who the guy that you like, uh, whether or not the guy who's president, whether or not you like him, because the the stuff that's happening under Biden is the same exact stuff that's happening under Trump. It's not the same. Well, the border is not the same condition. Yes, it is. There's people bottleneck. There's a bottleneck at the border. It's from the stay in Mexico policy. People are camping out there waiting waiting to come in. There's still, there's still record deportations. There's still, you know, obviously our foreign policy has still created conditions in which a lot well, of people are immigrating from uh, Central America here. And all that stuff's uh, happening. Let me just bring it back uh, to locally. You know, as far as uh, the Democrats, uh, they're not uh, pro, pro-enforcement pro of immigration, so I, I don't see them standing in chance. As far as Jeff Deal, you know, his slogan is, Jeff Deal or no deal. Right. Because when he ran against uh, the Republican, I mean, the Democrat, Ed Markey, uh, I mean, Warren. he couldn't even get it. He couldn't even get it done. He ran against and, Warren. Uh, he doesn't stand a chance. Yeah, he ran against Warren. I'm sorry. Yeah, he ran against Warren. He doesn't. Yeah, no, listen, he's a, he, the guy is ridiculous. I'm sorry. And I liked him before, but the guy can't even put a real campaign together. He's trying to use public funds to run this time for governor. He do, it was no condition to run, and yet he mounted the campaign. He and the rest of the, the establishment of the Republican Party in Massachusetts, they forced Charlie Baker to not run again. Hey, guess, oh, they, they, you know, and again, Baker could have run against him, but he decided yeah. not to, and um, he didn't want to get into the fight. I mean, I, it's very difficult to understand, but yeah, the point of the matter is, is that Jeff Deal is, is a destructive guy. I, I don't like him. Let me just say this, and uh, you know, uh, uh, as far as Chris Doty's concerned, if I was his campaign manager, I would have told him he should run into Democrat because he would have beat Maura Healy, and that would have increased his odds of being governor. But running as uh, a Republican that's left of Charlie <laughs> Baker, hey, he ain't gonna get anywhere. And so you got two weak candidates. Maura Healy's gonna gonna be in there, and that's my biggest concern. Uh, Doty would have been. Great on the Democratic ticket because he he would have beat uh, Maura Healy, but as a Republican, they're both going to be out. Yeah, um, I agree with the f- the second part, not necessarily the first part. But thanks for the call, I appreciate thanks. it. Thank you very much. So I think that um, 
again, I, like I mean, more more Healy had to glide path to the the nomination. Yeah, I, think I like Chris Doty. I think I think I think he probably has a lot of interesting things he could do. And I mean, I I kind of almost feel bad for the guy in the sense that circumstances aligned against the guy that that. He's got a terrible opponent in, in deal. It's he can't even he can't even have a primary, right? The thing is, yeah, he can't. And the thing in, is, in the sense that deal was really in the race, those two could compete and get some attention and have a primary, but they, yeah. don't, they don't have one. I mean, deal is a terrible candidate. This guy's uh, the guy. I don't. Uh, the guy's awful. Yeah. Um. And uh, I mean, it's, it's like when we talk about Doty, is like, a, oh, he's a you know, he's a Republican with his shoes on, but like, he's not. Charlie Baker in the sense that, you know, he's got a lot of business experience, but Charlie Baker had some real public sector experience, Major too. Experience. He was cabinet secretary he under was, Welland Solution. He was, he was admin of finance, and he was health and human services. Right. He was, he was, he had two cabinet positions at the same time. And he was a selectman in Swampscott, too. Right. right. I mean, the guy, Charlie Baker, was, a, and again, people can disagree with some of the things he did during the pandemic, but you know what? You try that job, really, quite frankly. And Massachusetts, in terms of in terms of infection rates and death rates, even, was one of the best states in the country. So, I think he did uh, It's I one thing to second-guess the guy, but look, what would you have done? Yeah. I mean, really. Charlie Baker, I think, did a very good job. I think the guy's a good job, did a good job. I'm, my, I, I love Howie Carr, but I, you know, I just don't, I just don't agree with him on his, on his stance he's taken on, on Charlie Baker, and um, you know, he's totally anti Baker, and now look at what we're gonna have. I mean, look, we're gonna have, we're gonna have a an massive even Democrat, candidate. massive, no, no, I mean, I don't know what Deal thinks to come. Haley's not massive in stature. Have you seen her? Have you met her? No, person? no. What I'm saying is, <laughs> you're gonna have kidding. a massive Democrat win. Yeah. And so, oh yeah, I don't, I don't know what people think. Jeff Deal accomplished. People aren't really nothing thrilled with Democrats right now. Uh, honestly, no, I know, I know. Yeah, I mean, you know, speaking of which, I think it, we're both in agreement that the midterms are. Uh, I think it's going to be a clean sweep for the Republicans. Uh, I had a, I had a. Even Rhode Island might have a Republican pickup. Alan Fung. Alan Fung might win. He might in win Rhode Island. He might. He might win the congressional seat. I Alan Fung's him. the mayor of. Cranston, a Republican who ran for governor twice, yeah, by the way. and he's a very reasonable, nice guy. He's a smart guy. I think it's going to be very interesting to see what happens down there. I watched him. He was on with um, on Channel 12 this weekend, newsmaker show with, uh, you know, uh, with Tim White and uh, Ted Nisi. And, yeah. Ted Nisi. and um, I, thought he, I thought he did a nice job with it. We'll see what happens. But the fact that you have Democrats from around the country coming in to campaign for the Democrats in Rhode Island yeah. is very interesting. Jake Auchincloss, who's yes. going to be joining us next week, he weighed into that race and uh, right. uh, d- um, uh, supported Seth uh, um, Magaziner. Yeah. So normally, Seth Magaziner is state treasurer of Rhode right. Island. Yeah. Normally, you would not have Democrats like Auchincloss bothering the to be in Rhode Island, they'd yeah. be down in Texas it or does, one of those other places. It does border his district, right? Um, the where where uh, Fung is, is oh, yeah. running. It does border his district. So oh, no. what I'm saying is that yeah. normally this wouldn't even be a questionable district. Yeah, right. right? But this year it is a question. It includes Providence, right? Right. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm really not sure. Actually, to tell you the truth, it's I know that they didn't change the district the way they could have had they thought it was going to be more of a contestable district. With it, right. with, with, they could have done a little more gerrymandering than they did, yeah. um, but they didn't think they needed it. They didn't think they had the seat, honestly. Right? They didn't think they needed uh, they, it. In, and um, 
So, so I follow some uh, some election mappers on Twitter that I talk with, and one of them actually tagged me and uh, and Ted Nisi in a, in a post. Um, his name's uh, Throngill, and he he said the last time actually a, a, Dem- a Republican won a federal election in Rhode Island um, was Lincoln Chafee, and that was in 2000. Uh, he won the Senate seat. He had, right. If you'll remember, Lincoln Chafee's dad died. Right. Lincoln Chafee got appointed to that seat by the governor because right. he was mayor of maybe Cranston. Cranston, Cranston yep. He was mayor of Cranston. So what he was, was mayor. Or was it Warwick? Warwick. It was, was Warwick. Warwick. Yeah, he was, was mayor Warwick. of Warwick. He got appointed to that seat uh, and then he got elected to a full term. And he said nearly the entire state actually split the ticket for this was 2000 split the ticket for Gore um, for Gore Lieberman and um, in Lincoln Chafee. Lincoln Chafee then went on to be governor. I think as if wasn't elected as a Republican, I think elected as an unenrolled. Unenrolled. And unenrolled. then eventually ran for governor. Yep. Uh, I mean, uh, president of the United States as a Democrat, where he uh, blamed the vote for the Iraq war in a bad week, if you'll remember. He, uh, really, the guy is. <laughs> that was, oh, I mean, that was a genuinely funny moment uh, when he was like, oh, I had a bad week. My dad had died. His dad had died a year right. earlier, right? Right. right? I had a bad week. My dad had died. I was in a, you know, I was, I was, I was having a tough go of it. Um, but um, yeah, so uh, I guess I suppose that could happen. You know, I had some hope that the, the Democrats had a puncher's chance in the Senate uh, because it's tight. There are the Joe Biden doesn't I mean, they don't have to defend a single state that Trump won like they did the last two times. Okay. And um, and uh, there are competitive races. I think they can get a pickup in Phil, uh, in Pennsylvania with Fetterman versus uh, Doctor Oz. Right. And I think um, they can get maybe get a pickup in Wisconsin because I believe Ron Johnson's Johnson. retired. I think Johnson may pull it out, but I'll tell you the one <laughs> is uh, the Georgia race. The the, the Democrats are probably going to hold on to that yeah. because you have that is some you have <laughs> that is a spectacle. I mean, really. Uh, Herschel Walker. Herschel Walker is a disaster. Yeah. He was lying to his own campaign about how many children he's had on it's the gonna be. I think it's going to be a... Not that that is the ultimately how you vote, but it does give you an example. A, I think that's a litmus, te- a litmus test on, polariz- on political polarization because if they just say, we want the suit that's going to vote with Mitch McConnell. Right. You know, because the guy's, I mean, clearly not capable of being a senator. Very clearly on its face, he is un- the things he says are unintelligible, and and he's got a very sorted like clearly not a great candidate for Senate, but has got I mean he's got a lot of name recognition. Huge. But I think when it comes down to Warnock and, and Herschel Walker, it's going to I think that's going to be demonstrative of of like political. I think it's like I said I think it's a litmus test for political polarization because Herschel Walker. I mean if there's you can't diagnose CTE right. at, while until someone's get, alive right. until you're dead. But no, he's, he's in rough shape, I think. But he's having a tough go of it. He's I in mean, rough shape. And um and he's you know, he's had he's had some um look, the guy is a success story in a lot of ways. But I don't know that that he's a US senator success story. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. And and I But, but I want him in the Senate. I still think there are you know there But I want him there. Mark anyway. Kelly might lose. And I was thinking, like, maybe the Democrats have a puncher's chance in the Senate. But then you hear, you know, you hear Biden this week, you know, they're asking, what are you going to do about Dobbs? And he's like, you know, my offer is nothing, not even the, you know, not even the fees for the gaming license. Right. And so (laughs) so um, uh, so I just I just don't see it happening. And 
and um, yeah, I, I, you know, I'm, 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 I'm thinking this is going to be a full sweep. So five zero eight nine nine six zero five hundred. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back. Good. Good. <laughs> Ken Pittman, everybody. Ken Pittman's here. <laughs> Ken Pittman, everybody. Ken, uh, say hi. Hey. Uh, I, uh, I heard you guys had pressed ham in here, so I drove over. <laughs> <laughs> pressed ham. Yeah, so uh, welcome back to South Coast tonight. Uh, Marcus and Chris, we'll take your calls at 508-996-0500. We were talking a, a little bit about um, the... the uh, Ken Pittman, how do you feel about deal? Yeah. Just tell us. Come on. Um, well, if we just gauge wisdom, I have to question the wisdom right away. Uh, based on who he surrounds himself with, right? We had one guy dragged away for downloading child pornography who was very close to his campaign last time around. Right. I'm not a big fan of oh. Holly. Um, not a big fan of Holly. I, I haven't forgiven Holly for agreeing to take money from the Saudis to to um, stop the Americans from having the ability to sue over the 9 I forgot thing. about that one. That's Holly Robichaud? Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, I forgot about it. That's right. Personally, I... I don't think he's a bad guy to, to talk to. Uh, no. Certainly, um, you know, he's personable, but I, I don't know uh, that it's a it's an upgrade from Baker, for for example. By he's, no he's means. He's more conservative, which is more in line with me, but I it's really about being able to govern. Right. And, and the fact that you can't put together two nickels to run the campaign, how are you going to run the state? If you can't manage to deal with, get enough guys with a horsepower, to put you over the finish line, even yeah. you're you close to it. How are you going to sit down across the business? You have table to have you? more than the Westboro Baptist Republicans. <laughs> there you go. There you <laughs> yeah, go. Right. That's a good line. Huh? I like that. That's pretty like good. That I haven't heard that in a while. Westboro Baptist Church. Um, uh, so, uh, welcome back to South Coast tonight. Marcus Farrow, Chris McCarthy, Ken Pittman's here with us. So, um, what do you think of any of the statewide races, uh, Ken? Anything that you, that uh, pops out to you? Any any chance you think of a Republican winning any of those uh, of those races? Maybe the auditor's race. Yeah, he's a good the guy. Same thing. I like him. Yeah, I had him on my my previous show, uh, Anthony Amori. He's really interesting. Like just yeah, a truly like interesting, uh, just a truly interesting person. And I like Chris Dempsey and Diana Desaglio. Uh, I. Um, I got to meet them in person finally at the Mayor's State of the City address, and I've, I've talked to you know Chris on air and Diane on air as well. Um, I, I think they're strong candidates as well, but but I think they've got a challenge. Yes. I really do. And you know how it goes. So as goes the auditor's office race, goes the elections. Oh, <laughs> right. yeah. For the 27 people in the state who actually knows what the auditor right. does. Right. Right. That's the thing. That, that's a, the real thing is ballot fatigue is a real thing. Huge. Right? And people going down the ballot, that again, that, that, that could swing in your favor if you're paying attention more. I just think... It's to me that that race is really interesting. I think it's I think it's one that that can really uh, that could be that could go the the other way as opposed to the other races, which I don't think there's a lot of hope for that. So um, actually, we're going to take a break. Five zero eight nine nine six zero five hundred. We'll be right back. Fourteen twenty WB. Your business. Go to flagshipins.com. Fourteen twenty WBSM, New Bedford's news talk station. Welcome back to South Coast tonight, Marcus Fair, Chris McCarthy. And we're joined by Ken Pittman. Um, what's what's on your mind? We're close. We got the final few minutes of the show. Um, oh, just you. Glad. I'm glad. Yeah, you're, 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 the, you're the surprise. Yeah. I'm super surprise. glad to see Chris back in the studio. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, I was listening. You guys sound like you're having some fun and making some. It's good. It's a good conversation. And uh, I had pop tots, so I brought them over. My, Excellent. Um, I love pop tots. I, ne I you know I never you. I never ate them until I got sick, really. But 
<laughs> oh, cool. I, I was in the supermarket. I said, what do you need? He says, Pop-Tarts. Yes. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> and they're just good to keep my blood sugar from crashing occasionally, right? Right, yeah, yeah. So, guys, we're, so we're figuring this out. Since I'm getting back to being normal again or healthy again, whatever, and um, we're doing the show late at night, things like that. So it's it's a hit or miss, really, as far as my health goes, right? Yeah. <laughs> Trying to figure out how this whole thing's going to work out, but it, it's fun. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, 508-996-0500 is how you can get on the program. We've got, uh, tomorrow we've got Will Senot coming in from the New Bedford Light. I don't know if you guys have had a chance to read up on that story, the Blue Harvest story. I do read it. It's great. It's, it's a, a great, great story. story. Uh, basically, no. there's foreign capitalization. There's a, a, a significant foreign capitalization on the harbor uh, of our local fishing industry. And so, uh, though we have a very strong seafaring workforce, not a lot of that money is getting uh, passed down to them. It's it's mostly being capitalized by companies like Blue Harvest, according to this report. And a lot of the rules that used to work for the fishing industry, I don't think are going to work anymore. The, the, yeah. way, the way the the way the the pay scale worked, things like that, it worked for for decades, for I say for jet, for centuries, it worked. But I don't think with it with this new structures moving in that that it works really. And I'm working on the uh, a column uh, now uh, about the um, '86 strike, and I, I think that's a it's it's I think a lot of a lot of things that happened back then are, are particularly salient now. So um, we'll stay tuned for that. Saturday, I'll I'll be talking about. Um, I, I was. Reading about the pension in Providence, the municipal workers' pension went down twenty three percent. Oh yeah. Oh. And you know they just borrowed money to. A lot of people cover it. think the Wall Street is just affects the rich. I mean, we're talking about retirees. We're talking about widows, widowers who who need those pensions to perform. Right. And this is very dangerous territory here. So they just floated a bond to to actually keep the pension system afloat in Providence. It's amazing. It no passed. Kidding. Yeah. Wow. That's. Dire times, I yep. guess. That's pretty bad. So I think uh, we're done, right? Yeah, I think we're just about done. Uh, that's um, that's it. We're pretty much done. We're wrapping up. It was a good show. Uh, Go to WBSM.com. Yeah, read all of our columns. Uh, hear Ken on Saturday mornings, 9 to noon. And uh, we'll see you tomorrow. We've got Will Senat. Uh, we've got your app chats. We've got your calls at 508-996-0500. And uh, stay tuned for our great day programming uh, tomorrow morning. So I'll see you then. <laughs>